He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There's a secret place that the Lord provides for His saints, that is, everyone who believes in Him. Secret place. In Hebrew, it's Sather, and according to Strong's definition, Sather can mean protection, secrecy, or a hiding place. It can mean cover, in a good sense or a bad sense, in a literal or a figurative sense. And Sather is used literally in 1 Samuel 19, verse 2, and here Jonathan says to David, Saul, my father, seeks to kill you. Now therefore, take heed to yourself until morning and abide in a secret place and hide thyself. So David listened to Jonathan's warning and he found a literal, physical hiding place and waited there until a danger had passed. And the word Sather is also found in Proverbs chapter 9. And this passage is a poetical one. And here, God's wisdom is personified and, co and contrasted to the devil's counterfeit. So wisdom is portrayed, God's wisdom is portrayed as a good wife, and the devil's counterfeit as a foolish woman. And this foolish woman whispers to the traveler. Her time may be when she thinks he's vulnerable. And in verse 17 she says, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. And the devil is tempting men to sin in secret. And all, all of us fight this battle, and we don't have the strength in ourselves to win. We need help. We need shelter. We're not God. We're not angels. You and I are flesh and blood, even dust and ashes. And God calls to His saints saying, Come into my shelter. So that's in Proverbs 9, verse 3. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn hither. Let him come in here. So in other words, the Lord is crying out to His saints, Come into my shelter. And I'll hide you in my secret place. And we all need that. David prayed. Psalm 27, 2. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble, He shall hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set my feet upon a rock. And this is what we need. This is how... We war this warfare. So if you find yourself in a fight against the devil, don't trust in your own strength. And too many of the saints try to do that. All of us. 
We need to set aside our pride and look at the truth. Here it is. You can't fight the devil by your own power. Yes, the devil's evil, and I would say insane, and he's fallen, but he's still an angel, and a human being doesn't have the power in himself or herself to win that kind of fight. And you can't be victorious over sin by your own power. You can't even make your own flesh behave the way you'd want it to. So if we're going to win this kind of war, we have to learn to fight God's way. We have to train our minds to go to the Lord's secret place and stop going to the devil's secret place. People who sin often sin in secret. Job 24, 15. The eye also of the adulterer waits for the night, saying, No eye shall see me. And he disguises his face. So disguise here is sather. In other words, it's a covering. He puts it over his face. And he thinks it makes him in secret. Deuteronomy 27, verse 15. Cursed be the man that makes any graven or molted image. An abomination unto the Lord. The work of the hands of the craftsmen. And puts it in a secret place. Same chapter, verse 24. Cursed be he that spites his neighbor, smites his neighbor secretly. And these are all examples. The word safer, secret. The devil loves sin done in secret. And this is how crazy it can get because I've seen it so many times. And this is the hardest, you could say, to deliver, but nothing's impossible to the Lord. It can get to the point where the man is hiding it even from himself. But David prayed in Psalm 19 too. He's praying to the Lord and he says, Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Yes, come to the Lord and be cleansed and then listen to his voice. And God's wisdom is crying out to you and me saying, Come into my secret place. The devil has many, many ugly places. The Lord has a beautiful place. There's no more beautiful place than where he wants us to be. And it's relationship with him. And therefore, this, this throws some people for a loop. But I'm going to say it anyway. One reflection of this, earthly reflection, that God gives us is romantic love and marriage. And yes, there's even a romantic love poem in the Bible. It's called, called the Song of Solomon, also called the Song of Songs. And a newlywed couple, I mean, they have the marriage ceremony and they have a reception. But then it's just the two of them that go off in secret, right? Isn't that our custom? So Song of Solomon 2.14. Oh, my dove that are in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the stairs. Let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice. For thy voice is sweet. And thy countenance is comely. So this song is beautiful and appropriate. It's, it's never crude, though it's hinting at intimacy. And we, we know in America that the devil is trying to make this dirty. But God presents marriage as holy. 
So the newlywed couple goes off in secret. Why? Because they're, they're doing something wrong? Because we see that a lot with other things, people sneaking around. No, it's because this is something holy, beautiful, private. It's meant only for them. Like the, the high priest will go behind a curtain into the Holy of Holies. It was private. It's special. And God's presenting it in this way to teach us about heavenly things. So I'll give you another glimpse of the divine. And it's the mystery of childbirth. Psalm 139, verse 15. My substance was not hid from me when I was made in secret. So how do babies start life in the womb? It's still a mystery to this day. And so this here, I was made in secret. That's special times. And, and mothers here today, do you, can you remember when you were carrying that child in your womb? And that, that love you had for him or her and you wanted to keep that baby safe? So that, that's our last earthly reflection today. Our glimpse of of heavenly things. And I'll go on to talk about the real secret place. What is it? Well, it's not an it, it's a him. The secret place is Jesus Christ. Isaiah 32, verse 1. Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness, and princes shall rule in judgment. And a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind, and a covert from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadows of a great rock in a weary land. So this is a prophecy. And the first fulfillment, the lesser fulfillment, was King Hezekiah. But it's also a messianic prophecy, meaning it points us forward to Jesus Christ. And Jesus, it says, he is our hiding place. He is our covert from the tempest. So when I have a problem, it might seem like the whole world is falling down around my ears. I don't trust in my own strength. Big problems like that, little things. I don't want to trust in my own strength. I want to go running to Jesus. And saints, you're in the world. You're not of the world. You're not children of the world. You're children of light. And yes, your physical bodies are here, at least for right now. But your spirit doesn't have to be, and your heart doesn't have to be here either. Jesus said in Matthew 16, Matthew 6, verse 19, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust corrupt and where thieves don't break through and steal. For your heart is, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So is your treasure down here on the earth? And is your heart down here all the time? If so, then there's no wonder that you struggle to be victorious over these problems. And Jesus... Is teaching us how to rise above it all. And let's see what the Apostle Paul has to say on the subject. It's Ephesians 2 verse 1. And, he has, and you he has quickened 
who are dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as, as others. Starts off talking about our past life, right? And we were all there. Even our minds were there, it says. But God, who is rich in mercy, and He loved us even then, we didn't have to earn it. The lowest point in my life, He didn't love me any less. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, and has raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So my old man was crucified with Christ, and my old man was buried with Christ. In the spirit, I was there on that day. And I was crucified with Christ, buried with Christ. But it gets better than that. Jesus is our hiding place. So, since I'm dead with Christ, how can sin and the devil get to me in that secret place? And he can't. It's a secret place, meaning the devil can't even see inside of there. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't know what's going on. And that's wonderful, but listen, because it gets better. In Christ, we rose to new life. You are with Him. If you're born again, it means you are with Him on that resurrection day, and you rose with Him. And it gets even better than that. It, the Scripture says that you're ascended with Christ. Even when we were dead in sins, He has quickened us together. Quickened means make alive. So He's made us alive together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So what in the world does that mean? Because it's present tense. It says that right now you are seated in heavenly places. It's a spiritual teaching, so we need to be spiritual people to receive it. But we can apply ourselves and learn the Bible, choose to believe it, and put it in practice. And then God says that we can rise above, and the work's already been done. Jesus finished the work. And the fact is that you are a child of God. You became a child of God when you put your faith in Christ. And you are ascended with him. So the devil and misguided men and women, they try to make us think that this physical world is all there is. And the devil wants us to fight from this place. And yes, we have some physical strength and we have some mental power here in the world. It's not enough. So the devil wants us to set us, ourselves up to lose by fighting in the physical, fighting by our own power. And yeah, bodily I'm here. At least for now, I'm I'm not going to be here forever, guys. <laughs> Christ could come back today. Or all of us could take our last breath today and be with the Lord. 
But for right now, I have a body that's physical. So of course, there's going to be a physical battle every day. But mentally, I don't spend all of my time down here. I can go to God's secret place. And as we've read in the scriptures, the secret place is Jesus Christ. And since I'm born again, my spirit's always there. Not necessarily my mind, not necessarily my soul, my mind can make a choice. I mean, the soul is in the spiritual realm. Part of my soul is my personality. I mean, you can see my physical body. My soul, well, you can get to know my personality, right? You can see that I have a free will to make choices. But where's my spirit? But that's harder to define. And it's because it's in God's secret place. And people, before they come to Christ, it says their spirit is dead. They're spiritually dead. That's why I don't see it. So my soul, you can't measure with a ruler. You can't weigh it on a scale, but it's real. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And that's true. He's with us always. Is he here in the physical with us now? Where is he? It's a spiritual teaching. The fact is, the Holy Spirit is always with the saint. Jesus promised that. The Holy Spirit is always with our spirits. Your mind, each of us, we have a choice what we're going to do. And yeah, the battle can be a physical one, carnal, temptation, something like that. But even so, the most fleshly temptation, we gain victory by communion with, with Jesus Christ. So how do I do that? What, what are some practical things I can do? Because we're so used to this world. So easy to get distracted by the rat race and problems. And people need help. And somebody's in pain. And we're in pain. We're sick. We're so used to scurrying around in this world. As if this is all there is. And it's craziness. It's not. But I can go in the, in the secret place by training my mind in the things of the Spirit. Psalm 119, verse 114. So if you're going to look it up, make sure you get verse 114, or you'll be looking for a long time. Psalm 119, verse 114. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. In other words, the Bible. So reading the Bible... Hearing the Bible read or, or meditating on, on what you know, you can try to memorize it or even things you've read or heard in the past will come to mind. And that can be, by faith, stepping into the secret place. But, but not always. If an unbeliever reads the Bible as an ordinary book, that's not going in the secret place. Or, or if a Christian reads a certain amount of the Bible, like they... they do every day or think they have to every day under some sort of religious obligation or sense of religious obligation. And if that's all there is there, then they're not necessarily stepping in the secret place. But what if you read the scripture because you really believe that it can be spending time with the Lord himself? The Lord's secret place. 
I might be having the worst day of my life and the devil wants me to stay in the misery and fight from that place and I could choose to fall into his trap or I could pull a little New Testament out of my pocket or I could choose to bring to mind scripture passages that I have memorized. I mean, I could spend time in God's Word, and it can be stepping into a sanctuary, His secret place, and no devil can get to me there. Instead, I find Christ with His peace, His joy, power, and everything I need to be healed, be refreshed, and be recharged. And it's in the secret place that God reveals His mysteries to me. He gives me the precise Bible teaching that I need to win that day's battle. So Bible reading and reflection, it's one way to step inside God's secret place. And another way is prayer. The two go together, the Bible and prayer, but also each is distinct. And Jesus taught about the prayer closet, Matthew 6, verse 5. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to, to pray standing in the synagogues, in the corner of the streets, and that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, that they have the reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So it's good to pray in secret. If we search the Gospels, we see that it was Jesus' custom to get up very early in the morning and go off by himself, away from other people, so he could pray alone. You and I can find a physical secret place to pray, and sometimes I think we should. And yet the real secret place is communion with Christ. This is where your victory comes from. It's a place of peace. Jesus gives you his peace and you find joy because Jesus is our joy. Even if everything goes wrong here on the earth, we will still have Jesus and nothing else compares. But here's the thing. Learn to spend time with Jesus in his secret place. And if you do that, then everything else will start falling into place. In the secret place, we find God's answers to our problems. We find God's power to fight our battles. But here's what I found. I spend time with God in His secret place. And when I come out, that problem is gone. Do you realize that? While, while we're in His secret place, God fights our battles for us. So very often I step out of my prayer closet and the problem that I once had has vanished away. So let's pray together. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us everything we need. Please help us to have faith in your word and spend time with your Son, Jesus Christ, our sanctuary and secret place. Amen.